Welcome to Was It Good, the 2022 summer edition where we're going to check out what's come out, what we've liked, and what we're looking forward to this summer. I'm Ravi, joined by Arjuna and and Krishna. Me. That's me. Beautiful. It's so much harder when we do this completely remote. (laughs) Yup. (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's been it's been so long we've forgotten how to speak uh what on is the podcast. speaking it's funny <laughs> because it's funny because we always we, like before we start recording the pod we always like shoot the shit for a minute and those conversations are usually kind of you know that would be a was it good after dark after 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 dark and probably Ooh. should never ever be listened to or ever recorded uh, but we're That's really, the good stuff, though. Yeah, but we're really good at like talking and 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 making it not awkward. And then we do the pod, and it's like deer in the headlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. You forget how to um, speak words, words fluently, s- sentences. Anyway, before we uh, kind of just start talking and rambling here, just a quick, I think, what overview summary of what we're going to be talking about. Currently, as the taping of this pod, you know, we are halfway through the summer. Uh, we've, you know, completed uh, Miss Marvel. We've all seen Thor 4, um, you know, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, the Boy Season 3, we've all watched and wrapped on that. And then Stranger Things uh, f- Season 4, Volumes 1 and 2 are also done. And then, you know, I think it would be kind of fun as well, guys, that if we talk about the other weird things that we've watched this summer and try and sell the other people on... You know, potentially getting you guys to, you know, watch watch what other weird, crappy things we've all looked at. And then kind of preview what's to come, you know, and great things like Nope and, and whatnot. So where do you guys want to start? Because I just listed a ton of things. and Maybe start with Marvel, since we've got that, you know, half of what we've seen, it seems like. <laughs> yes, that's true. A Marvel TV show and a Marvel movie. Yes. So yes. obviously that's Miss Marvel and Thor: Love and Thunder. I want to start the conversation off kind of interestingly, where you know if you look at Rotten Tomatoes as a taping of this pod, Miss Marvel stands at a higher uh, overall rating, both critics and user-generated um, score. And Thor is, yeah, what would you say, average when it comes to like a Marvel movie? It's pretty below average. It's in the sixties, right? Which is fairly low for the. MCU movies. There's only a handful. I think only two movies are rotten, which is Eternals and uh, Dark World potentially. Um, Should so be a lot like, more than that. This is this is like on the lower. Yeah, but like I think everyone understands that like people, you know, critics especially were in like the Disney bag for a while, of just being like, "This Ooh. is great." Hot Way. take. Yeah. <laughs> Are we are we in the Disney bag? Are we getting paid to do positive reviews? We're not at that level yet, are we? No, and I no, don't even think like our anyone's bread and butter technically comes from the machine, so we are mm. almost a hundred percent clean. <laughs> Disney <laughs> free, We're clean podcasters, clean. But AF. it is interesting because I, I think like this movie and the series in particular, because uh, some of the reported viewing numbers for Miss Marvel are it's the lo- one of the lowest, <clears throat> it's the lowest watched Marvel Disney Plus show. Um, and it seems like a lot of the social conversation has been Marvel fatigue, right? You know, there's this, you know, this is pretty much the Thor is like the halfway point uh, movie-wise through Phase 4. And, you know, a lot of people are like, where is this phase going? You know, what, when are these movies going to get better, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a, there's a larger conversation to be had in terms of the, the Marvel of it all. 
Do you I, will, I will let I will our host s- decide. Yeah, I will. I will say um, that is actually a really good reason. Another reason why Miss Marvel's numbers are so low. It came out at the same fucking time as Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Like a, it was competing with Itself. established IP. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was like it, there was no on way own, it was going to win its own that thing. War. Its own. Its own. On its own platform. Platform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it was doomed from the start. Here's a hot take that nobody asked for. You know, we've had Disney Plus for almost two years, if I'm not mistaken. It yeah. kicked off sometime in January 2021. And, you know, no, no, before that. Before that. Yeah, you're right. Because that, yeah, before that. Mandalorian was 2020. Yep. So, you know, we've had the thing for over two years uh, or close to two years. I would say that besides the Mandalorian and a couple of sprinkles of other things like Miss Marvel. Overall, the Disney Plus platform has not been that good. Like, it's pumped out a lot of content, but most of that content is just filler crap. Um, especially when, oh. you, when, you, especially when you come to the MCU, there was <laughs> someone, you know, someone did the math where phase one, two, and three is something like oh, IGN, yeah. yeah, like something like 30 hours. It took 10 years to get you know, t- 30 hours of content. It took 10 years to get to that point in phase four. You've got all these movies, all these TV shows, and there's something like 55 hours of content in the course of a year and a half, two years, whatever. And I would argue majority of that content and that viewing experience is garbage and filler subpar. Very I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard to have quality and quantity, and I mean, I think I th- I feel like if we go back and look at our episodes from when Disney Plus was coming out. I think that was one of our concerns was right. that clearly the platform is being made for quantity and exclusive quantity. You're gonna have to get Disney Plus to see the Disney Empire, right? To continue being plugged into that into those worlds. And, um, I, you know, I think we, that was a concern of ours is like, how much is the quality going to suffer now that it's, it is, it always was a money making machine, but now it really is like, there's no, there's no hiding that fact. Right. Um, so not surprising, unfortunately. I think it's oversaturated too, right? It's the, look, look, this is the, you know, superhero movies are something that and superhero content is something that we've all loved for a long time. But like you guys remember the days when a Spider-Man movie came out every three or four years and you had you years in between anything, anything even else. related yeah. to that stuff. So and Marvel is not the only superhero machine, right? You still have DC, you still have Amazon doing, you know, the boys, invincible, other other superhero content. So you yeah, there's so much more competition. Um and because you're producing so much more, you you when things are average or when things aren't as good, there's not an, there's not a lot of time to like sit with it, and then you move on to the next thing, right? And then I think what's interesting about this phase is people are like waxing poetic about like, man, in the first three phases of Marvel, like these movies weren't this bad. It's like, well, actually, they were. Like there were some really bad movies in there. You just kind of forget about them because you had these bigger inflection points. There was more time in between some of these movies and th- and and whatnot versus. It's basically been since WandaVision premiered in January of 2021, we have not had a Marvel break, right? It's it's really literally been weeks between releases Content, of things. Yeah. You yep. know, it's just been from one show to a movie to show and a movie for yeah. over a year and a half now. And I think because Marvel in in particular is part of that conversation, anything that is average 
sticks out more and more and it builds momentum right instead of like oh we get thor of a dark world and then we wait a year later and we get another movie even if it's not as good that momentum of it being bad or average you know it, it wanes a little bit versus like look we just had moon knight right and moon knight was kind of like eh, whatever it started right? it, wasn't, it started it wasn't. strong but it definitely fell flat on its face <laughs> yeah it, it ended it ended in a place that the conversation around it wasn't positive. And then you have Miss Marvel, which, which, you know, also has had mixed reviews. And so that conversation gains more momentum because you haven't had these types of breaks in between. The craziest thing I think I've seen when it comes to looking at Thor, Love and Thunder, people saying that Thor, the Dark World, so the second Thor, is actually a better movie than the fourth one. <laughs> Which absurd. It's insane. Absurd. It's insane. I, I, I tried. I started to rewatch the second one. and I couldn't. <laughs> it's just it's bad. It does not the age well. So bad. It's Everyone knows stupid. the greatest Thor movie is Thor one because Kenneth Branagh and his Dutch ankles. <laughs> oh I mean, the first one was pretty fun. I enjoyed it. No, it actually, actually isn't. It isn't horrible. Um, well, it's a Paramount Paramount movie as well. It's not Disney. It is, yeah. It was pre. It was pre Disney acquisition. Pre, yeah. The most of most of Phase One is Paramount, which is which is actually fascinating to go back and watch because it's like they, it's a different. Has, style, has anyone tried feel. rewatching the first Avengers? It's yeah. painful yeah. several times. It is very the, 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 first, the first half. The first is half is terrible, great, but the second half is great. Wonderful. The first Besides, half is just if, such yeah. an insanely long, bad pacing build up. That's but see, but now people go back and are like, Avengers, like the first Avengers is one of the best MCU movies. Bullshit. Like they just, you just wax poetic about it because of those like inflection yeah. points. But movies, it's interesting, right? It's, it's interesting how kind of tastes and and everything kind of changes over time. You know, like some people who loved Avengers back then might not love it now, especially when you compare it to like other Avengers movies and how expectations change and and whatnot. And is that right? Is that wrong? I'm not sure, but. Um, I, I think that is I think that is interesting because it's like, I think the other big criticism is people are like, what what is the guiding star? What are we building up towards, right? Um, and you yeah, kind of had the, that the, you had that guidance for right. the first the first three phases, right? The right. first Iron Man ends with, you know, I've come to recruit you to the Avengers Initiative, so you kind of knew that these characters are building into the Avengers, and you got the Avengers movie, and you had. Thanos and people, you know, for those who weren't aware, people explain like this guy is the big bad and is going to do like, you know, gather these infinity stones and, you know, basically destroy the universe. Um, you haven't necessarily had that yet for these these movies. And it's interesting. People are just kind of impatient. But like, where is this all leading to? But again, to your point, though, we've we've had so much content mm -hmm. and it is like we were just watching this content for the sake of watching this content. When this Marvel Cinematic Universe was created to create this connected thing, like another, I think, interesting point that was made about Miss Marvel, um, and it goes back to my whole thing with everything from the Eternals. You know, in Eternals, it ends with two big Earth-wide shattering fucking events. A gigantic creature is frozen somewhere on the planet and just sticking out, and a big fucking thing Face. appeared in the sky <laughs> and there's no mention of it anywhere and it's like what the fuck has that also, happened yet 
in the in any of the movies that we've seen. We're not sure. We're not because sure. I don't think it's definitive. Also, at this point, we have us guardians just like giving tours and like it's a lot of you know like are we really at the point where we're still like hey there's this god thing in the sky like yeah I know I've got these gods in my uh, backyard. backyard like but I want to ask real quick Arjuna said something interesting that I I wonder doesn't unravel the entire universe. He said some people who like Avengers when it came out may not like it and some who didn't like it may like it and that views of it change depending on the person. Does that mean there is no good or bad? Because if even your own perspective changes, despite the movie being always what it was and never changing. So I think I think that's how you get cult classics and like cult followings for movies is because the yep. perspective changes and not only does this perspective change but you know depending on who is in the room and who is the loudest in the room and who can make the most coherent points you can get a following and you can warp the view of individuals but going back to your question of is a movie good or bad i think it ultimately depends on when it's released what's happening in the world and what you guys say at the end of the podcast. And what we, the three, yeah, what we all say at yes. the end of this podcast. What was we good? declared. Yeah, what we some, have declared some, is, is fact, even though some, some of us yeah. change our minds wildly on things. <laughs> so, sometimes, and sometimes movies are like ahead of their time, right? Yes, yeah. I think, and I'm going to say this, uh, I think Age of Ultron was a little bit ahead of its time. Big time. In the that way that it was well. shot. Yeah. The way that it was shot and a lot of that stuff. I don't think the world was ready for that kind of a viewing experience because I would say the first Avengers suffers, right? That was made for a different time. And Age of Ultron has gotten better. And I think it's because how we view content has changed or the things that we expect from more modern movies. Um, well, it's not so it, I think that's part of it, too. It's not just that, though. It's also the fact that um, with Age of Ultron, there's also been so much other added-on content and bo- world building. Absolutely. One of yeah. the things, you know, we're jumping all over the place here. Like, this is supposed to be more, obviously, of a summer guide of why you should check out this, this, and this, and these are our views. But it's turned more into, I mean, personally, I think this is a better conversation to be had it's anyway. It's more about, MCU Phase 4 yeah, than more it phase is four. Phase 2. But one of the things with, like, Phase 4 and, like, you know, we're, you know, when this pod drops, we will be a couple of days before Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. We know that Marvel and Kevin Feige are having some big panel in Hall H at, in, at San Diego. The big theories running around are, you know, um, the, the big reveal of the point of Phase 4 is going to be revealed. A lot of people are pointing at, you know, <laughs> Secret Wars. The Russo brothers were recently on a red carpet for their new uh, Netflix movie, The Gray Man. Starring Ryan, Ryan, yeah, yeah, starring Ryan Gosling and um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, <clears throat> and one of the questions they were asked on the red carpet was, "Hey, would you guys be up for directing a Secret Wars?" And they had mentioned, you know, oh, that'd be a very difficult, big undertaking in order to do. Uh, so a lot of people are thinking, you know, Secret Wars is kind of where Phase Four or maybe Phase Five or whatever. That's what we're leading towards. And it's interesting because if it, we are truly leading into the idea of Secret Wars, which, you know, just a quick one-sentence recap of it, the big thing with Secret Wars is that there are characters that were replaced by um, the alien race. And somebody help me here. Is it the Skrull or the Kree? I always get them confused. Skrulls. Skrulls. But basically, Skrulls. it's also about the Skrull versus the Kree's two gigantic alien civilizations at war in the galaxy. A lot of superheroes are replaced by... 
their alien-like counterparts. And why that is interesting is because it is very possible that all of these shows, all of this content, all of it relates to it, and there have been weird Easter eggs left in those shows. Uh, and it's possible that you go back and you watch something as re- as bad as Falcon the Winter Soldier, and it turns out that was never Bucky, or that was never... Um, uh, what's the Falcon. agent? Agent another agent memorable Carter. character. From yeah, whatever that other show. character that I can't remember. King the Pen- It definitely wasn't Kingpin in the Hawaiian shirt. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh man, that's our favorite theory. Like, there's a lot of. I like, mean, that's the easy one. And again, like yeah. to the point of like why I think Avengers, the first one, doesn't age as well. It's like Age of Ultron. It's the whole world building. When the first Avengers came out, there was a loose plan. By Age of Ultron, there was a better plan. Maybe there is a plan in play. Who knows? What if there isn't one? What if Phase 1 and all that 10 years was like, we want to get you hooked with this point, and now, like comic books, we just spread all over and make something for everyone, and there is no specific point anymore? I think that's fine, too. Because, I mean, like, tying things back like into to, to Thor, Love and Thunder, and Miss Marvel, I personally loved Miss Marvel. And, you know, we, we started this new thing on the pod where we call it qualifiers, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, qualifiers. And, like, one of my main qualifiers was the art direction of Miss Marvel. If they lose it by the end, which they kind of did. They did a little bit to a degree. They toned it down. They definitely yeah. toned it down. But overall. The middle episodes had none of it. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, like, the style, the themes, the, the feelings that you got from the show, like, it was very cohesive. The f- I, my biggest fear was that that finale was going to be the generic, you know, it, I mean, there was the big battle, sure, but it didn't feel like a Falcon Winter Soldier or a WandaVision finale where it was very big epic battle, big explosions, and blah, blah, blah. It did feel, like, a lot better. Um, so, yeah, Miss Marvel, to me, was, was great. Yeah, I, I think to Ravi's point, it's like, make good content. <laughs> like, I think, that's, I think that's the biggest thing. It's like worry about the connectivity it's just like can you make actual content entertaining cohesive coherent cohesive content within each of these buckets and um you know despite all the conversation of like oh phase four is really long and there's a lot of stuff it's like none of that matters if it's good right and i think that's (laughs) i think i think we just want to get to a point where it's good and um you know they've had I think a lot of misses, but they've also had some good things in there. Like I really like Shang-Chi when it came out in September. I thought that was like one of the better Marvel movies I've seen in recent years. And, um, you know, I, I want to go back and watch Eternals, but I, I did like some of the like creative choices that they made in that movie where, where it felt at least a little different from the, the Marvel, uh, kind of generic train. And, um, yeah, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into Miss Marvel, but there's a lot of, a lot, a lot to like about Miss Marvel. I mean, hands down, favorite part has to be Bruno saying, you know, the big reveal with, oh, it's not just the bangle and not just the um, weird uh, stuff. And you, you're also a mutant. And then we hear the 90, the 90s X-Men theme uh, in the background. Uh, no, that no, you're wrong. The best part of that show was the fight scene in the kitchen to Bon Jovi. Easily the best part of the show. That was great. No, uh, I think the best, yeah. part, the best part, was, part of the show was the dad... Yes. Dressing up as Hulk. That was also a good first episode. <laughs> no, no, the also best part, excellent. honestly, the best also part was the, the music choices that they used. Uh, yeah. I, will say, I will say this. I'm glad that our parents tortured us with, like, classic Bollywood songs. <laughs> Some Bollywood stuff. Because yeah. I could easily, like, watch this show and be like, oh, that's that song that mom would play every 
goddamn Sunday. Oh, I have. Oh God, yuck! PTSD. But they, but they like they updated it a little bit, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm cool. I'm one of the cool, cool. kids." Yeah, yeah. I, I liked. Yeah, I liked the beginning of the whole school sequence where um, the the uh, damage control kind of walks in and they think it's a bomb and it's just a an MP3 oh player playing yeah. the song and then like the disco ball just yeah. kind of drops down. I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought overall, I mean, we talked about it, I think, when we first did, like, our intro pod for Miss Marvel. One of the big things, yeah. you know, us being immigrants to this country, you know, the relatability of this character, I thought, made it really interesting. Um, one question I have for you two, though. Is Miss Marvel... Who's the core audience for Miss Marvel? What age group do you guys think? I don't actually have, like, this is the official answer. I'm just more curious... Who do you think the show is actually geared towards? Is it geared towards the millennial group, like our age group, or do you think it's supposed to be for a younger generation, like, you know, the kids that would wake up, you know, kids that wake up on Saturday and watch Saturday morning cartoons? Like Gen I, Z? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I it's think it's more it's Gen Z. Agreed. Agreed. Which um, I think that's interesting because. Uh, you know, because a lot of the things in the show are issues that Gen Z is dealing with, right? I mean, we all are, but specifically people in high school and, you know, those issues that high schoolers are dealing with right now, um, which is actually even more surprising because I also really enjoyed the show. So uh, it is interesting that we all enjoyed it, even though it was maybe made for a younger audience. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's Gen Z. Yeah, I think the show is like specifically built for for Gen Z because, you know, Gen Z in particular is going through this transition of, you know, blended cultures, you know, dealing with a lot of different generations. And I think we relate to that because obviously, as Ravi stated, like we were immigrants and like Kamala's journey, you know, she's not she's not American enough for her, you know, living in New Jersey and she's not Pakistani enough when she's in Pakistan. She's not Muslim enough in the mosque, you know, et cetera, et cetera. She's not superhero-y enough to be yep. a superhero. Uh, you know, I think we went through that a lot in a lot of ways, right? We weren't like British enough to be British. We weren't American enough to be American. We weren't Indian enough to be Indian. We weren't Guyanese enough to be Guyanese. And we weren't um, superhero enough to be superheroes either. But yeah, you are exactly, now. Exactly. We tried. We tried. You know? So, you yeah, know, so I think, we I think, I think that's what, you know, at least for me, like, that's what I really related to. Like, that's what made the character super relatable. Um, and it was nice to like have some of that representation within a character that's similar to you, um, in a lot of ways. But I, I thought like, um, you know, our producer, Michael mentioned this, uh, before recording, but like something that really sold the series and I think really helped it was they focused a lot on the family and they really like. They really did an amazing job casting the parents of Kamala and having them like really shine in a lot of scenes. And I thought those were like the big inflection points. And when I think when I, I think when I think back to the show, like those scenes between her mom and her dad specifically are always going to stick out to me because um, I thought that was the heart of the show. The best part of the show was the family dynamic, not necessarily like the superhero origins or the superhero powers, but that that stuff in particular. Agreed, <laughs> Christian. Just, I agree. I agree. Um, let's real quick though. So obviously, like, you know, I I think we all definitely, obviously, really like the show. I think the answer of was Miss Marvel good? I think it's a resounding yes. Only we need to run around the horn. But what I'm kind of curious about, 
Um, you know, there's always the uh, the after credit scenes, the setups that they've kind of left for what's going to happen next. Um, like Kamran is an interesting one where he's now in Pakistan with uh, the Red Daggers. So that's what what's going to happen there. He has powers as well, just like uh, similar to what Miss um, Marvel has. And then obviously the big one is we see uh, Carol Danvers. Um, Captain Marvel pop in with a new hairstyle. I think that's important to recognize. She has a new hairstyle. It's kind of this weird, like Skrillex. Are you Im- thing. are you impl- are you implying something with that? Well, a so scroll. Well, what's interesting though is like a lot of people like did a side by side comparison of Carol Danvers at the end of Shang Chi's after credit scenes where she's a hologram talking with Wong, um, Bruce Banner, and Shang Chi. And her hairstyle is a little bit different than what we see there at the end of Miss Marvel. So some are, are, again, I don't know. We still don't have, I think, a clear idea of the timeline of things. Uh, but the hairstyle is different. So I'm saying. I don't know what it means. But I, it's different. I, I think that's just different. Direct, I mean, this is like the fourth director that's like directed <laughs> yeah, it's true. Brie that's Larson true. in this character. Between the first director of Captain Marvel, the Russos in the Infinity Wars, the director of Shang-Chi the director of this and then the director of, of the Marvel's movie. There's there's a lot of different uh filmmakers <laughs> handling this character and you know, that's just that's just one of the things that you know gets to change I no I she's suppose, a scroll. in between. No, well, Ravi, no I don't think I don't think necessarily she she might be a scroll and to Christian's point why that works uh, that she is a scroll is because remember earlier on in this in the show when um, Kamala's uh, great grandmother is um, you know they're hunting down the Bengal. One of the Her characters mentions yeah. that there needs to be two Bengals, right? And they only had the one. So the th- the theory that I think is floating out there is that RC this Carol Danvers, whether she is her or a scroll, was interacting with this other Bengal. And that's what kind of allowed them to teleport. Because the last time we saw the Bengals interacting with each other was the time jump that Kamala does when she is in, um, you know, she goes back in time to save her grandmother with the light and everything. So the Bengals, even though there needs to be, um, actually, now that I'm saying this, maybe this Carol Danvers is actually from another time. Well. As opposed or to a multiverse, or, or or it could be a multiverse thing. Yeah, I don't know. But when you go back in time, you, gotta, you throw out the buzzwords. You know? She's a clone. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> guys! If you want to see a lot of clones, here's a spoiler: go watch Resident Evil. Great clones. Anyway, uh, so the other bangle is the ten <laughs> rings, right? Like, so Danvers was in that meeting, and she like touched the ten rings, and now she switched out with maybe. I'm kidding. Of I mean, course, we we don't know. Like again, we don't. Yeah, we just we just don't know. I mean, the other the other thing a lot of the jewelry rings, though, in this is phase. when they're looking <laughs> the jewelry phase when they're looking for the bangles. There's a top down shot, and you can actually see the ten rings on the ground in the temple. That no they're kidding. that they're getting the bangle from. So there is wait really yes there is yeah some the ten connection. ring symbol is there. Yeah. There's a there's definitely like the green or the blue alien or arm or whatever which is definitely Cree. Yep. Wait uh, wait wait wait. Quick question. Sure. How many Eternals are there? I don't know. Uh, there's a lot. There's more than What's ten. There? There's more than ten. Yeah. There's like there's twenty. Six there's just, that's how many were on. That's how many were on Earth. But yeah yeah. There's that's how many that were on Earth where the ten rings. Live. 
Coincidence? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we're call it the buzzwords. Well, buzzwords. I mean, I, I think I Scroll. think Marvel. I think you know, and I, I think Marvel has left all this stuff loose enough where <laughs> you know they can if, do anything. They can do anything. They can incorporate as much or as little as they want, right? They, they've given themselves the flexibility wherever, like, oh, Eternals kind of bombed at the theaters, right? So it's like, if they so chose to, they could be like, Scrap we'll it. never do anything with the Eternals again, and we can we can wrap up the whole Celestial thing, you know, with some throwaway line or, you know, a race <laughs> cameo or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, because, like, even, like, I even think, of, I, 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 this has always been on my mind with Doctor Strange and then multiverse of madness right the first doctor strange <laughs> ends with mordo you know killing uh one of the other um magical people m- magical people right Benjamin and going Brad. on this kind of yeah he, ki- he kills him right he's like i'm gonna kill these people and then like by the sequel we never see we never see the mordo from earth 616 we only see a different version so it's like they didn't necessarily they, they changed uh, I, th- I think where they were probably going to go with that for the sequel um, into that, so I think there's always a loose kind of. It's Lucy Goose. It's, it's a loose. It's it's loose. There's there's multiple ways. It's, think of like White Vision from WandaVision, right? Like, what's he doing? He flew. Yeah. He flew away. They could do anything. He could never come back if they really wanted to. Like, well, I mean, the, like the, flew away. the best example. The best example of this of you know we are now at the point where sure you can look at the comics to get some kind of reference material, but they are so f- far away now. I think from what. The comics' yeah. influence on the MCU is. I mean, Miss Marvel, right? I think we mentioned this in the last pod. Miss Marvel was created, you know, when the MCU was getting started, right? And now she's she already was, part yeah. of it. And then the so other big thing is like Miss Marvel in the comics was an Inhuman because that was the big comic push. Is they're building the Inhuman arc, and now there is no mention of her being an Inhuman. <laughs> she's a mutant. This is a comic. The, the comic creators specifically were were giving interviews, and they said when the char- when this version of Miss Marvel, when they were writing it, they had wanted to make her a mutant, but because Marvel had pushed the Inhuman thing, they made her an Inhuman. So it's almost like everyone's like, Retconning "Oh, they changed the her, right? They changed her to a mutant." The comic book creators were like, "No, this is actually what we wanted all along." So it's oh. like well, actually Christian, kind of can't, fascinating it can't, it can't to see a, that multimedia. Yeah, it can't be a change. retcon because MCU is its own separate thing from. No, 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 I know, I know. It's more tongue in cheek. Like uh, oh. the comics retconned the character that they wanted to do. Not, re- yeah, you're right. Retconned <laughs> isn't the right word. Pre-retconned, <laughs> pre-conned, yeah. pre-con, pre-incept, they pre-conned it. No. Yeah, right. No, <laughs> yeah. They they just writing a wrong with the show, basically. Uh, they write a lot of wrongs in the MCU. Oh, they W-R-I-T-E. sure do. <laughs> That's why we love it. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Miss Oh, yeah, Marvel. Robert Downey Jr., he never died. He's yeah, been alive he's the back. whole time. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. Obviously, we definitely liked Miss Marvel, but Thor, Love and Thunder, I think, will be an interesting one when we get to the question of was it good. Um, let's start, I think, right off the bat here. New Asgard, the greatest Disneyland, I think, <laughs> ever created. <laughs> Yes. Oh uh, man, Infinity Cones. Infinity Cones. Uh, a lot. So here's the here's the thing that's insane. A lot of people were upset by the Infinity Cones. I mean, that's pretty dark. That's like, <coughs> I mean, like th- this is the this is an event that like killed half the universe, which I know they undid, but it's still, you know, it, it's like a tragedy that happened. Yeah, for five years, and then they undid it. So it's fine. You can make fun of it now. Well, people deal with tragedy in a lot of 
different ways and humor yeah. and whatnot is one of them. I know that's how I do it. Same. Dark humor is the way to go. Yep. I mean, yeah, not, pro- to, not to give therapy here, but that's how everyone <laughs> should deal with it. Yep. The darker, the better. Yeah. Get some infinity cones. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. You're feeling upset? Have an infinity cone. Yeah. Just make ice love cream it. out of whatever depresses you. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea. I love that. Anyway, uh, new Asgard, that's kind of weird. The other big kind of like criticism I, I was seeing with the Thor movie was that it was too Marvel with tongue-in-cheek and jokes. But hasn't that been the MCU since the beginning? And haven't we always Iron had Man the, 1? Yeah. <laughs> so that felt like a really stupid comment as well. Uh, I, I saw a lot of people complaining, and I think this is just like the larger Tyker criticism that seems to be uh, you know, going around recently, but... Um, the dumbing down of Thor was a big was a big complaint from people for whatever reason. It just felt like Thor was dumbed, you know, made dumber and et cetera, et cetera. I'm the like, great well, this is, you know. like more like more dumber than Ragnarok and uh, Infinity, Endga- War Infinity War and Endgame. Endgame. Like he seemed. He, he seemed know. on par with those, to me at least. I don't yeah, think. I don't understand that criticism either. Like, Thor has never I been... Agree. He has never been, okay, guys, let's sit down and go over the plan and be in-depth, and uh, also let's talk about he's science. A, he's like, a walking muscle. Yeah. Right? He's, a walking and, muscle. And, he's not a brain. And, a even, and even to the early Thor days, like, they had some of that humor in the very first Thor. Like, yeah, the smashing the diner, of the glass. The diner another. scene where he's like, yeah. another, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. always been kind of this aloof personality where he's a fish out of water you know, within the Earth customs. And if I think anything, the later movies, he's become like a little bit smarter in terms of like what that stuff is, but still kind of like, you know, a Luffy Thor. They've just leaned into it more, which is, I think, the correct the correct way to do it. It's just far more interesting character than him being like in the Age of Ultron pool of thunder with the uh, with the Infinity Stone visions, the the lowest point of Thor. Yeah, in if anything, mind. they've made him better over time and yeah. just kept the yeah. the dumb brute thing about it. From yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I mean, what works again. Again, yeah. it's it's very silly, like criticism. Um, but I I think part of that criticism though comes because of to a degree, like Taika has said a couple of things that probably not the best things to say in a yeah. public. What did he say? The big one was I, I can't remember if it was Variety or Vanity. He there was a, there's a video clip out there where him and Tessa Thompson are looking at stills from uh, Love and Thunder, and there is a picture of um, uh, Korg, Korg, the the rock character, and Tessa Thompson says something, and I'm paraphrasing here, says something along the lines of like, "Oh, Korg looks a little weird or goofy," and Taika takes it a step further and says, "Yeah, he just doesn't look good." Right. So basically, oh, weird. I mean, and and the thing is, like, he's the director of this film. He's the one that spent probably a it's good year of <laughs> year plus of his life on this. It's his character, and and he's um, <laughs> he's basically like a lot of VFX artists didn't take kindly to that. And then after that, a lot of articles and a lot of VFX VFX coordinators and artists came out saying that Marvel is one of the worst clients to work for because their timelines are ever changing. Their scheduling is very very quick very fast turnaround um their fans are overly critical they f- well, i mean the fans should be overcritical because <laughs> to the, to, like what we said at the beginning of this pod like 55 hours of content in a year and a half and yeah like somebody has to sit there and animate all these things and yeah they have you know they're they're going for quantity over quality 
and now it's starting to bite them in the butt. So, right, yeah. and it is it's unfair to the the VFX artists that that kind of get thrown under the bus there. Cause yeah, it's, you know, you can only do so much within a certain amount of time. Like we're all creatives. Like you, yeah. you can't just like you know shit out something really quickly and expect it to be good you know like that's so it's not that it's not going to be the best it can be right it's true yeah, exactly but so it's like i cool. yeah it's tough i mean but, sure it's cool but like the 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 thing that's also kind of i think especially to like the the vfx like comments and everything is like marvel is also now taking the stance of updating their vfx even if the final film is out in theaters. Oh, wait, really? The big one is Spider-Man No Way Home. The original, um, like, I think it was in the first week or two, what you see there when you have, I think, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man jumping through the portal, that VFX final pro- that product there, to what has actually been released on digital and stuff, uh, or even the following weeks, they recut it or they redid it. They did. They redid it. And that was I like didn't a know. Bi- that was a big thing where you had people going and rewatching the movie fifteen times. The George Lucas taking p- you know pictures and stuff. Um, and they were uh, able to uh, see Stranger the Things, uh, Stranger Things, um, volume season four, volume two, did a, a similar thing because they were doing they were still finishing up the VFX when it came out, and people who watched it at midnight versus like people who watched it the next morning, there was different. Uh, different VFX because they were still like wow. updating it as it was coming out. So it's it's become more of a norm. It seems yeah. like to just like get out V one when you you know when you absolutely have to, but then also like continue to work on it because there is such a seems like there's such a backlog, right? There's it's so demanding right now. Um, there's so much con. You know, we've never been in a more content rich time of our lives, and uh, there's only there's only so much you can actually do. It's time almost to be like, a creator. It's like Hollywood and like the MCU. They went over to India and they were like, oh, there's this thing called Bollywood. They put out how many movies a year? 500? A oh, yeah, let's just copy that model because that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, but, each, and I bring up each Bollywood, studio though, acts like it's Hollywood. Like, that's, I mean, well, yeah. That's essentially what yeah. it is, yeah. And I, like, I bring up Bollywood as a really good example because Bollywood is like notorious for hilarious VFX. Like, it's... To the point yeah. where they embrace the like silliness of it sometimes, where you have yeah. like a cop jumping through the sky, I love and it. it's clearly like a still image, and someone's just keyframing it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, or, or have we watched that yet? I know that's off topic, but anyway, never mind. Forget I said it. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say on Thor four, the thing that stuck out to me is the opposite of the effects: is that the real costumes. They had real costumes on them, and they looked weird because they were real, and they folded in real ways. Well, they, they were over the mask. We're so used to CG costumes. Yeah, like that stuck yeah. out to me is Thor's costume towards the end, right? Yeah. Like he's got like you could see the folds in the arms. They weren't like directly on his muscles or anything, and I thought that was kind of interesting and Sp- weird. Speaking of muscles, I, I can't get to the – I mean, I've not done any research on this. So it's not like I've – I guess really care, but like I also saw a whole thing about Natalie Portman's arms and that they were digitally enhanced. Has, can has anyone actually looked into? It? Is that actually true? No Did woman actually, can get I- that strong. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we're canceled. <laughs> uh, well, I, I no, know. I, I, I mean, have not looked into that. I know she actually did like put on some muscle mass because there were pictures i remember like last year it came out of like yeah. showing like a buff natalie portman at the grocery store um but i do i do know they like um they built a lot of stages to make her taller because she's only five three and then i don't know if you all noticed when she turns into thor she's like almost the same height as hemsworth right. 
because they made her six foot. So they like built, she talked about like they built like all these elaborate platforms like within the <laughs> sets of like, so she could like walk, you know, next to him essentially and be like the same height and everything, which is, which is pretty cool. I yeah. wonder if they like follow like like the what they did for the Hobbit or not the Hobbit, excuse me, Lord of the Rings when they did force perspective to show the Hobbits being you know a lot smaller than uh, like Gandalf and stuff. That oh, you know, for sense. the longest time as a kid, I really thought Elijah Wood and, and Sean Austin were just really really short. Wow, I mean they are. I mean they are. They yeah, are. They're, they're not they the are, tallest. Guys, yeah, right? but they're not that. They're not Hobbit size. <laughs> I they were. I did. I was. You know, the first Lord of the Rings came Three out. And and I was nine. So, I was like, yeah. Wow. Real quick, oh. before before we get into that question, we haven't talked at all about the greatest, greatest <laughs> actor of our time, Christian Bale, playing Gore, the God Butcher, who only killed one god for some fucking reason. And well, they, they cut. So, so I don't know if you've heard about the Taika you know, cut. The first cut, the Taika cut, which was four hours. They've talked about how there are a lot of scenes cut out, uh, including like Peter Dinklage's uh, like dwarf you know dwarf god super large god character coming back the grand master coming back uh a few other actors and actresses that were supposed to cameo like a lot of those scenes basically they cut out a lot of gore killing gods like there's a whole bunch of scenes of him doing that that they kind of cut out um which people are a little upset about they're like why did you cut this stuff out to like you know do that and people were like maybe it was too violent maybe it was too dark and disney didn't want to go there I'm not sure no, you make the movie too long <laughs> I mean, if I mean, it's I under gonna, two hours. If I was gonna get more gore, the butch god butcher, like butching, butchering gods, and <laughs> I, so I mean, that's like that for me. Honestly, that was like the big selling point was the fact. Like as soon as I heard Christian Bale was playing gore, I was like, oh, I'm all in it. Like he, for yeah. the scenes that we got, he was definitely creepy. He was definitely like. I think he, I think Christian Bale did a great job. Unfortunately, I think he outacted everybody else, um, <laughs> which is fine. I think that's fine. It's whatever. It's the typical Marvel problem where I'm more interested in the fucking villain than the goddamn like superhero. I thought, I thought Hemsworth and Natalie Portman did a good job. I think their yeah. dynamic together was was interesting, but you know there was a little. It was a little too much of like. Just, it was a little too much of their, like, uh, especially, like, when we were going and doing the flashback sequences when they were, you know, a couple and Korg's, like... That was great. I loved that. I, I loved thought it could have been a little bit shorter or <laughs> quicker. It was great. A yeah. little more... I mean, the, I mean the best dynamic in yes. the movie is, obviously, it's it's Thor, the hammer, and the axe. Like, oh, yeah. That, that that was great. That The, the hammer and the axe <laughs> stole the movie for me. Like, they, they were... <laughs> Top notch. The framing, the framing of like the axe just kind of like floating oh, it there. just slowly coming into frame. It was yeah, so that good. Was that was I so enjoyed good. it so Simple, much. I bought. So I bought. Um, yeah. Did you really? Breaker? Do you have it here? No, I don't. It's it's on back order, but I found uh, someone that makes it. So I want. And I have it's one nice. just flying around. Real quick though, I, and this is probably my own fault, but what happens to? Um, the hammer at the end is it actually destroyed or is it no, left no, no. in an no um, so he adopts he adopts that's uh, right Christian she has Be- it that's right yep. daughter and they have it together in their love and thunder that's yeah that's the, the whole name of the movie that's the name of the movie and she drew all over the hammer remember she like drew like a smiley face or something which by the way fun fact uh the actress that plays gore's daughter is uh chris hemsworth's daughter india there was a lot of cameos from their kids actually i was gonna say she looks really familiar has she been in anything else i don't think so i'm not sure maybe i know both i I know 
Hemsworth and is obviously an actor, and then his wife is also an actress. So, but he also she, said his wife so is he, actually his wife has a cameo too. She's in the movie. In yeah. the movie, in the beginning, when he's kissing uh, the female character on the wolf, that's his wife. Oh, that's the, his wife. <laughs> the wolf lady on the lady wolf. Yep. And then yeah. Christian Bale's kids were in it. Tyker's kids were in it as well. Natalie Portman's kids. Natalie yeah, Portman's they just kids, brought all yeah. their kids. Like, because they had all those kids, right? So we're like, yeah. pop our own kids in. There. Yeah, let's put our kids in cages. <laughs> <laughs> let's make our kids canon. Oh, but also yeah. let's give them a big badass fight scene that, was that cool. I thought of when you talked about that's Gen hilarious. Z and them. Like that's the scene. I was like, oh, this. Why don't we let kids fight their battles more? Like they've got power, <laughs> and they're gonna have to step up in the new world as it burns. I also love that like <laughs> Thor randomly has this like ability, uh, which could have come in handy. Many, many times. Many times. Well, I mean, a lot of people have pointed out of, like, the way that they could have defeated Thanos was just to find eternity in the first place. And or, no, no, or Thanos, or, or Thanos could have just gone to eternity and be like, hi there, you're this really creepy... By the way, I thought the visual look of eternity was really, really... Pretty cool. Really cool. And it scared yeah. the hell out of me because I kept it looking kinda, at it. Anyone, like, anyone really else disturbing. feel like it was it was Watcher esque from What If a little mm-hmm. bit? A little bit, yeah. yeah. I do now. But you now do, that you, you know, you did see a Watcher um, in the hallway leading up to the portal or whatever. You also saw Celestials. There's a statue. Um, you also saw two Celestials were guarding um, Impotent City. Impotent City. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should also talk about the other amazing performance in this movie. Russell and that's Crow. Russell Crowe's <laughs> Yeah, biggest that asshole accent, ever. Man. I couldn't. I couldn't get over that accent. I was like, the what, accent what is was this? hilarious. No, oh, I was like, oh, this God. is so cringy. I want to see. Was, I want to like. They just uh, let him go. They let Russell Crowe and Christian Bale yeah. go. That's literally what they're just like. Go. No, no. But one nailed it and one didn't. Oh, I, I yeah, think Russell they both nailed, nailed it. it. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think Christian Bale. I mean, um, Russell Crowe. I think they didn't. I think they let him go too, too far. Like, <laughs> also, it makes me upset. Like, I'm a little, a little bit ma- more direct. It makes me upset because, like, no. Russell Crowe, you know, he he was the gladiator. He was in a, yeah. a beautiful, like, he's done really um, he's Academy actor. Award-winning performances. Yeah. And, he, and then this, like, this. It's like, okay. He was Zeus. He was incredible. It was amazing <laughs> to me. I thought it was great. The accent was was a, no. was incredible. Also, his son Hercules. Or yeah, no, the, is that yeah. his son? Or Roy Kent. Well, yeah, Roy Kent. Roy Fucking Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent. He's there. He's Ted Lasso's invading the MCU. Way. You had, uh, you had uh, what's his name, in the Spider-Man No Way Home after credit scene. Um, Football is life guy. And then you have uh, Roy Kent now. I mean, they are yeah. they are pretty big actors outside of Ted Lasso. Oh, man, Ted they Lasso. Were so, like, comes they, in like, like, they, they weren't really. huge before Ted Lasso, but now they are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that after... The, 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 MCU money. the Thor after credit scene was... Bleh. It was whatever. I don't... Which well, one? I, well speaking, speaking of, like, Marvel Phase 4, like, the... The after credit thing has been to like introduce big actor into role, right? Yes. This is the third one yep. we've had because you had Charlize Theron in uh, Doctor Strange, you had uh, Harry Styles in Eternals, and now you have uh, Roy Kent in uh, Thor. So, oh, Are I, these I mean, I, I, I guess, I guess technically, also you could, um, you could throw in Black Widow because that was the first filmed appearance of um, 
Julia Louise Dreyfus as that character. Like that was supposed to be her first appearance, not Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I would I would argue like you've as got you, you have both super like movie movie like MCU fatigue, but then you've also just got this insane I'm gonna say it's gonna sound really mean, but like cameo backlog. You like C lister <laughs> C lister comic book characters. They're not main main yeah. like I know like Guardians of the Galaxy, for example, they were not a mainstream uh, comic, right? They were very kind of low key. But these characters that they're introducing, I would argue, are like if 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 uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or the B listers or the C listers of the comic world, these characters they're introducing are like the D's, the E's, the F's. Like, but that's wow. why they're getting big actors or like really recognizable stars to fill these shoes to like make these characters more interesting. Versus, it's just like, too many though. It's you didn't have so to necessarily. Many do that with the big name characters but they're kind of out of like the big name char- i mean besides the x-men and the fantastic four which we all know are coming and they keep telling us in these movies that they're coming yeah. they're, they're not, not here yet, yet but they're coming uh you know you really don't have many like big name superhero stars to still cast like so you have to now like scrape the bottom of the barrel a little Tom bit. Hanks. Wow. When do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, Tom where, Hanks. Where, where they are, the MCU is just too big. They've used so many actors and actresses. And, it's already too big. And they've, deci- and they've decided, hey, we should get TikTok stars to become... That's an easy, that's an easy answer. To become, uh, to become uh, fucking part of the MCU. Ninja is. <laughs> yeah, they get like, nin- like, yeah, Twitch stars. Like, they get... Uh, well, uh, I mean, they've already like, started double casting, right? So, like, yeah. Mahershala, Mahershala played Cottonmouth and Luke Cage, and he's playing Blade. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Yeoh played um, a character in the Guardians 2 after credit scene and then played Shang-Chi's aunt in Shang-Chi. So they're, like, they're already starting to, like, double, double cast. Up. Double up actors. Hulk, Hulk so has had three it, actors. Well, that's just well, the Hulk is so big yeah. and 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 uh, whatnot. All right, guys, let's 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 end the conversations here on uh, Thor with the big question here. Uh, I'll kick it off as always because I am the wisest. So Arjuna will go last. So Krishna was Thor: Love and Thunder good? Yeah, it was good. I had a good time. It was fun. Uh, I don't understand most of the backlash. Um, it's not as good as Thor: Ragnarok. 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 Yeah. Hey, you want your coffee? You want your donut yeah. and your coffee? You from Worcester? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it was a good time and it was fun. Arjuna, was Thor Love and Thunder good? Uh, it was good. I, I think I actually enjoyed it because it felt like a smaller Marvel movie. It didn't, it didn't, I mean, even though it was dealing with like God and God butchery. It didn't feel like it was too over the top and like tried to cram in too many too many things or ideas in the movie. You know, like it I was a little worried when it's like an hour fifty something. I was like, how much are they gonna try and cram into this movie? But it didn't feel like it was too loaded. Like it, it felt like a nice kind of intimate story that was good and enjoyable. Uh Ravi. Was T L A T good. Tlat. Wow. That's wow. Uh, it was good. I think the the thing that makes it really interesting is we get a nice closing on um, Jane and Thor's relationship. And at the same time, we also get to see a new version of Thor. Now he gets to be a parent. And 
you kind of Daddy get, Thor. Daddy Thor. Now you get to kind of see what that looks like and how he can hopefully change a little bit. Um, the the one criticism thing that I saw, and I I kind of agree with it to a degree, but I think the movie has kind of wrapped that, which was all four Thor movies. He is constantly trying to figure out who he is. Since the first one, he's going to, like, figure out who he is. So he gets the hammer. Not- the second one, he's got to figure out who he is without his, his mom. The, the third one, he's got to figure out who he is without his, his dad. And this whole thing is his sister. <laughs> the fourth one, he's got to figure out who he is without, like, a, a partner Anyone. or whatever. And now, I think, because he's got a kid, I think, hopefully, I hope I'm not going to eat know. my words here. I hope, you know, if there's going to be a, a Thor 5, I hope it's not, like, I gotta figure out who I am as a parent. Like I do hope oh, that's we, exactly we kind of move be. it a little bit. But real, real quick, I, I obviously we've wrapped it, but I, I we didn't even bring this up. What did you guys think of the Guardian stuff at the front of the movie? Oh, I thought it was it was basically hilarious. It was almost like the Russo brothers were like, we get to decide to a degree where everyone is at the end of Endgame. We're gonna force <laughs> the Guardians on Taika, and then Taika looked at it and was like. Nah. nah, and then got rid of them within five minutes. <laughs> as very quick as possible. Yeah. Was that all Taika's writing, or did did Gunn get any say in that? Do we know? I would I would think he got at the end I of think, the day, like Feige says what's what, right? Well, I think I think God, so. Gunn was uh, at least on Infinity War and Endgame was an EP and had insight and direction into the Guardians' path within those movies, like with Gamora's death and where they ended. So I would imagine. If he was involved in that, he was at least given like a heads up or something <laughs> with this with this movie in terms of where they're going. And then I'm, I'm, I think Taika and Gunn have been in the same room together before, so <laughs> I would imagine <laughs> it almost I would felt- imagine they at least had a conversation of like, well, "Where's your movie going? Where's this movie going?" To at least kind of connect the dots. I will say also real quick, the Dwayne the Rock joke at the end of the movie was. Uh, Oh, that was great. I didn't catch that joke, but yeah. I felt like the Guardian stuff was a way for Gunn to get where he wanted to start. It was like, oh, I don't want Thor in my movie, so let's get him out. But yeah, what was the rock thing? So at the very end, Korg. So Korg is a narrator, and he's like, and I found love too with Dwayne. <laughs> oh, so I no, I just yeah. thought Dwayne was a funny name. I was no, like, uh-huh, his Rock? name is Dwayne, and he's got a mustache. <laughs> no, but Dwayne yeah, the Dwayne Rocks. the Rock. Dwayne the now. Rock. Yeah. Nice. Dang it. Great. And then the I, 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 question I have for you guys is, we all like this movie, so where would you put it with the other phrase more, four movies? Man, it's it's hard because I have so much move, uh, MCU fatigue. I can't remember everything. <laughs> So the, the, yeah. there's been six movies, I think. It's Black Widow, yep. Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, this is probably, I think, number f- three or four. Whoa. Hmm. I still think No Way Home is, is uh, top top for me. Shang-Chi. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, Eternals. Wow. Um, wait, what were the other movies? Black yeah. Widow. Oh, yeah. So Black Widow's all the way at the bottom. Do- then Doctor Strange, because that just depressed me when I think about it. <laughs> um, Thor 4. Yeah, then Thor 4, and then Eternals. I'll say Eternals is – I rank Eternals higher, even though the story, for the most part, was a little 
all over the place and incoherent or whatever. I still think it was different enough that it's more memorable than like a Doctor Strange, than a Black Widow, and then a Thor. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, Christian. I'd put it. I'd put it second. Whoa. I, think, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Spider Man's number one, and yeah. then you know, but I, I you know, it's it, hard to rank because we're yeah. only halfway through, and also I feel like if you ask me tomorrow, my rankings would be different. So mm. it's very fluid. But as of right now, it's second. But Spider Man, I think, is a clear number one. Yes. Hey, Spider Man. Where where is he ranked for you, wow. Arjun? Is it number one? I think one? third. I think I think Spider Man's one for me, and then I put Shang Chi two, and then I put this third. Why are you copying my I first put, two? Those <laughs> are my those are my two favorite, and then I put I should put Black Widow fourth. Whoa, what? That's Why? Then, What's wrong with then you? Doctor well, because Strange. they didn't try to kill him. <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Thank you, That's Mike. Fair. fair point. That is fair. fair. Eternals has to go last, just just off of principle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to kill you. No, that's that's more than fair. Damn. It gave you vertigo for like two months, right? Yeah, <laughs> at least a month. Or something weird. That's crazy. Can anyone say that an MCU film put you in, put them in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my fun fact at a dinner party. Yeah, actually, like you like, two truths and a lie. No, no, even better yet. Like you know, whenever you do, like I don't know if you guys do this at like work, but like sometimes, like especially like when there's a new team member that joins, they'll like mm-hmm. you know introduce yourself. That should be your like, mm-hmm. like when you're like meeting a new Fun coworker fact. or whatever. Yeah, um, a MCU movie uh, put me in the hospital. <laughs> leave it at that, get, and then and then have them guess which one. Oh, yeah, that and that. You just be like, that. give them like the year, and then see you know if they can figure it out. Twenty. The year was twenty twenty one. Watch somebody gets it, it like on never the first the one, and it's like an yeah. actually common problem. Just nobody <laughs> talks about it. Oh wow! All right, last uh, last big thing that we. Well, there's two more. There's two more. Two two more big things actually. Yeah. Wow. Two uh, non-related uh, MCU things, but they are big, massive franchises. We'll start with everyone's favorite, The Boys. Because, the boys. Uh, there's, a, there's a there's another butcher in that show called Butcher. <laughs> oh yeah. See what I did I'm there? The butcher. I connected it. And Good. he's British nice. too. Well well transitioned. And he, and he's also no, Australian. No. He's new from New Zealand. He also has a funny accent. New Zealand? Yes. Carl Urban? He's, a, he's, he's New Zealand. Oh, yes, I did not know New that. Zealand-ish. I thought he was Australian. Oh. You know he was in the no. uh Xena Warriors. I just saw accents, but different. But different. Did you guys did you guys know that? What? He's in what? He's uh um Carl Urban was in um a couple episodes of the uh, Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, I didn't that know was that. the first big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in Lord of the Rings. Yes, he was also yeah, in Lord of the Rings as that. That's what, that's as what I Star know. Trek. He's also he's in Star in, Trek. He's, yeah, he plays he's a little known character. Uh, he Dr. was also McCoy. in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> he was also in Thor, yeah. <laughs> Good and for Judge, him. Judge Dredd. And he was and yes, he right. was Judge. Yeah. He's done a lot. Holy shit. Yeah. He's a great he's a great actor. I mean, his uh I mean He's a great actor. He's done a really good job, I think, with playing um, Butcher in The Boys. We've seen kind of his character obviously change a lot from season one to season three. I think the big one is that he finally recognizes, um, oh, my God, Huey as his, like, little brother. So His brother. His brother. He also likes to take uh, drugs. So that's cool. Well, that's, that's pretty consistent, right? Yeah, I mean, he drinks. He used to drink a lot. Now he takes V a lot. Uh, temporary not for v. not for much longer. 
Yeah. yeah so Spoiler he, uh, alert. So season four is going to be the last season, I believe, for the show. I don't think that's confirmed. Yes, that's not confirmed. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> do you know something, Ravi? Why are you I don't sweating? Think so. I'm not I sweating. haven't watched past episode three, so all of this is oh. news to me. <laughs> Ooh. Like, I, I, think they, I think they're so far off of the source material at this mm-hmm. point. Um, I mean, they're, they're following the, the general arcs, but it's so different that they could go longer. Though I, I do think they're going to do the final arc similarly. I didn't but realize. But I think it would be at least... I think it would be at least two more seasons. There was a source would you guys material. Yeah, there's a the original boys, boys comic. comic. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys uh, hear about the spinoff? Yes, um, Jen. The girls. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like three the, different it's things. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like a the college version of this in the superhero world. Yeah, it's the, uh, the, the superhero like high school or college. Yeah, and I think they announced the, the official yeah. title is called Gen V. That's right. Gen V. The yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The generation that's going to grow up with compound access to compound V. Right. Oh, interesting. I also yeah. think this is like Amazon's biggest cash cow at this point. So I yeah. feel like they're in no rush they for the show to end. <laughs> right. Did any of you guys uh, watch the spin off, the animated like shorts Diabolical? that they had? Diabolical. That one's actually I pretty it's good. On my, it's on my list now. I would highly recommend it because there's an episode specifically around Homelander and um, Noir. Which, um, you know, especially after going through this season and seeing Noir's character, having that context <coughs> helps quite a bit, actually. Um, mm. Especially kind of thinking back to it now with Noir and how he sees the world <laughs> through the animated uh, characters. It's, it's quite <laughs> interesting, actually. It's a nice connection. So Yeah. That, nice. The Noir arc was, was incredible this season. Well, also the big reveal, and, and it, it sucks because our producer Lerman hasn't finished, so I'm going to try and stay away from the big the big spoiler. The big re- the big the, R. The big reveal. The reveal. Yeah, I'm, I forgot we were going to talk about it. But also, I don't love the show that much. Oh, so like, then can we wrote it for you? I Honestly, you probably, you can do whatever you want. If you don't want to, that's fine, <laughs> but... If well, I think for I'll say this: the big thing for me wasn't the probably big reveal for you guys. What I loved the most about the show, because I think during you texted, and we're like, "Oh, did you like the finale?" And you were surprised by my answer being yes, um, because I think you thought that I was going to criticize the end fight sequence and how, in theory, it was poorly done, a little bit lazy in terms of like how it was actually done, where all of a sudden Homelander, you know, is now going after. Um, Oh my God! What is his character's name? Um, Soldier, Boy. Soldier Boy, uh, going after Soldier Boy and, and all that fun stuff. But how it ends, where Homelander loses his cool and sh- you know basically zaps somebody you know quote on the left right who's against what he's doing in front of like right wing protesters. Yeah, like that to me sums up like perfectly this season. What's happening with the world currently, and excites me for what's <laughs> going to happen in season four. It also <laughs> it also scares me a little bit because, you yeah. know, it the, this season of the boys I think was interesting because roughly halfway through the season, uh, the subreddit for the boys kind of went apeshit, where a bunch of people started complaining that the show was too political. And I guess a lot of people didn't realize that the show does have, like, political satire in it and found it to be upsetting um, and offensive and all this other stuff. And the subreddit almost got 
closed off completely because people were spamming it saying that, you know, the show was portraying um, members of, of the right wing um, political views in America and, and weren't showcasing them appropriately and blah, blah, blah. And then you get that final scene where it's like, you know, there are some <laughs> people that are insane and want to do that terrible thing. So, yeah, both oh, really good okay. and very, very, very scary. Disturbing. Very disturbing. Sure. I think that's Sick. definitely the that is definitely the strength of the show. Uh, somehow it walks this line of being disturbing, hilarious, poignant, relevant, all at the same time. Um, I mean, uh, quick backstory: I watched the first season of The Boys. I enjoyed it, but you know, I didn't love it. And I had tried to watch the first episode of season two about four times and just couldn't get through it. And then Arjun and Ravi finally were able to convince me, like, just do it. Just get through season two so you can get to season three. And yeah. season, after you get through the first episode of season two, season two just keeps going. Yeah. Like, it was really good. And then season three was, like, a really good continuation of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked that I like the show, to be honest. Like, is that uh, what, because it's so violent or because it's so political? No, or? yeah, it's I so on the nose. Like it's what to satirize. Yeah, yeah it is so on the nose, and also like we, you know, you see that the stuff that they deal with every day. So it's like you kind of want to escape from it, like or not deal with it. But like I think the show being so over the top, so ridiculous, and darkly funny, I think really you know helps you get through that stuff. Um, it's just good, entertaining show. I mean, at the end of the day, that's just what it is. Yeah, I, I thought this was the strongest season um, by far. And I, I enjoyed the first two seasons. And I think, like, I ended up rewatching season one and watching season two for the first time leading up to this third season. And I liked it. I liked it more. Like, I liked the first season more than when I watched it a few years back. And I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. I, I feel like that doesn't happen for me a ton. Where like I like something more a second time, I, I always feel like maybe because I'm a an asshole, I like nitpick more when I watch something <laughs> a second time. And I was like, no, I actually like this more. Um, which is maybe it's just like the state of the world and like my perspective have have changed for whatever reason. Um, but I thought the season was like super super strong, and like every episode I was kind of hooked um, and in. And uh, the finale was like my least favorite episode of the season. Um, in a wow. lot of ways because not because it was a bad episode, but because I thought the rest of the season was so strong. It was just kind of like a, it, you know, the, bo- I feel like the boys in a lot of ways is starting to become what it makes fun of um, in terms of just like the big superhero type of tropes and, and, and whatnot. And it, it kind of fell into that with, uh, with this kind of big battle at the end. And I, I thought just like some of the arcs, like with no R specifically, they kind of built it up. And they got rid of him very quickly in an unceremonious way, which was a little disappointing. And, you know, the battle itself, like, didn't end up actually being Homelander versus Soldier Boy. It was Soldier Boy versus Butcher and Homelander versus Maeve, which was, like, still good and entertaining, but not necessarily, like, what we had been building up towards. And I thought it was a little cute. And the the thing that I thought was actually going to piss Ravi off the most was it seems like Maeve makes this ultimate sacrifice 
and and dies in this explosion with Soldier Boy. <laughs> and then like literally three seconds Just later, kidding. Mave is alive. Soldier Boy is alive. Like no one actually died. Yeah. And so I thought Ravi was gonna get up, was gonna come on here and get on a soapbox and be like, "There are no consequences." Consequences. The if the show, if the show yeah. didn't end with that sequence where Homelander yeah. attacks, you know, an innocent right. um, protester, yeah. if it didn't end with that, I would I would be here on my soapbox. But right. because you know, I think it's more horrific that he right. did that. It's more horrific that, um, yeah. you know, that the stepfather is there and smiling and is okay with it. Like, that stuff is more horrifying and more real and feels better than if Maeve, um, you know, ended or died or died. whatever. I think it's keeping right. Maeve around is actually a good thing because Chance, and my bold prediction for, like, season four, she's going to die in season four. Homeland is going to kill her. Um, and it will be... It will it will hit it will it will feel worse I think like you because will she be, has no powers because she has no right. power she's helpless she's um and, unless they go complete one eighty and do what they did with um, Frenchie's um, companion where she retakes the V to get her power back I mean if they do oh, that yeah. I'll be really annoyed because it's like come on just either either <laughs> have the character stay hidden forever or um you know just have her end I also think like. The other thing, uh, speaking about Maeve, is like uh, the character of Ashley, who's now the CEO, who's you know balding. Um, I think what she does, where she you know basically helps protect Maeve, I think her journey as a character and her arc is definitely interesting as well. Um, I wonder if she's going to end up being the thing that like surprise you know attack or kill Homelander or. Or something like I think she's going to play a pretty big role in like either taking Homelander down or attempting to take him down. So yeah, I mean A Train and the Deep, uh, they keep. I, I feel like they've got to also be involved with taking Homelander down because, you know, they're kind of his two lackeys, right? And they keep getting opportunities to redeem themselves, and they keep completely falling on their faces as Homelander progressively gets worse and worse and worse, uh, and they still, you know. They they still are following him, but you you know you kind of get the impression at the end of this season, right? They're looking at him now and are like, "Wow, he is really losing it." Um, so I, I'd imagine they'd also be in that Ashley bucket, right, of potentially having to help take take down the thing that they've propped up for so long. Um, well, A Train also has his powers back, right? He's got he's got a new, a new heart. heart. He's he's good to go. He's good to he's good, <laughs> good to, roll. to go. So. Yeah, I mean, it yep. sucks that his brother had to, you know, become paralyzed, um, waist down in order for that to all, a whole thing happen. Oh my goodness! And you know, it's it's interesting that like, A Train did try to do something, you know, redeemable. He did try to, you know, identify an issue. And actually, that's where the backlash in the boys subreddit came from was the fact that the show was talking about, you know, police brutality in black communities. That's what the people on the right were like, oh, why do they have to talk about real events and make this so... That's what people were upset about. So wow. I thought that was interesting. Wow. They, the, so they missed the entire... The rest of the show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> the whole correlation. <laughs> uh, what bold predictions, though, do you guys have uh, for... Well, actually, let's, 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 let's look at our bold predictions. Did we make any? No, we didn't make any I previously. I don't think we made it. No, we yeah. did. But uh, obviously, my bold prediction for season four, I think, like I said, Maeve is going to finally taken out by Homelander and then my real bull prediction 
That wasn't a real one? No. <laughs> My real bold prediction is uh, the government is going to get more involved and reveal that they have some off-planet alien, and that's actually what? the source of all oh. the V. Um, that's the source of the V that actually uh, they pull from, and that alien is what's going to be used to take down Homelander. Hmm. So it's like Watchmen-esque? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. They basically Except a real f- alien. Yeah, they're just going to copy Watchmen, essentially. Nice. Ozzy huh. Mandeus comes out and summons an alien. Exactly. What are your bold predictions? Um, I don't know if I really have a bold prediction. My bold prediction is Krishna will struggle to come up with a bold prediction. That's uh, universal for all future <laughs> bold predictions. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a terrible bull prediction. Sometimes they just come to you, you know. Uh, I, I can go if you need time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Uh, will spark something. Yeah, so for me, my bold prediction is Soldier Boy will not return to season four. And will be kept on ice. I don't know. But he was a fan favorite, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was great. No, Jensen Eccles, uh, you know, pretty, pretty uh, most famous in our circle is voicing the Red Hood yep. in the uh, animated Batman movies. Um, did a really great job. But I also feel like the reason they put him on ice is because they don't have a contract with him. So, like, <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> so wait, wait, they so don't kill like, the character. <laughs> they just put him on ice. Okay. Yeah. I thought he was so already dead, negotiate. though. Didn't he die back in the day from that super weapon? Remember, you haven't watched this season. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. (laughs) He lives. (laughs) It's been spoiled I think I have my bold prediction. Let's hear it. Good job, Juno. You sparked something. (laughs) I think think Butcher will end up killing Homelander's son. Ooh. Fry? Wow. Then I think Homelander kills Butcher. (laughs) And then I think that leads to the boys killing Homelander. So I think the show will end with Butcher, Homelander, and Homelander's son all dead. Damn. You, cool. Do you think that will happen in the next season? Uh, yeah, this is a season four prediction. <laughs> Not a... Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I think season four is the final season, and yeah, that that's my prediction. That's how the show ends. I have a second Done. bold prediction now. My Christ- real bold prediction. Christian is wrong. That mine's is wrong. No. That's cheating. Homeland uh, Butcher will will cheat death and not die of cancer within six months. Wait, Butcher has cancer? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes, cancer that's though. how the show is. <laughs> from taking temp V. From, all the has, v. from taking yeah. too much temp V. Temp well, v, is, that, is, it, is it cancer or his brain's turned to mush? Yeah, oh. I don't know if it's some, cancer, but it's terminal. It's some mix. He's, he's, he's terminally ill. Terminal. He's going to die in six months. No, he will a year. I thought it was a year. Well, that gives him reason to, to become the real bad guy. Maybe Homelander will have a redemption arc in episode Well, I four. mean, you can argue that Butcher was partially the bad guy this season because he yeah. released um, Soldier Boy on the world, oh, knowing that yeah. if Soldier Boy and Homelander fight each other, there's a lot of casualties. Yeah, Butcher, Butcher did some pretty occur. awful yeah. stuff this, yeah. this season. I, I, even, really within his own, even within his own what, team. What I liked about this season is they really like continued... Um, to, to play into like lines. Homelander and Butcher are the same person, are the yeah. same. Like they're yeah. not, they're not, they're not any as different. different. They they are different, but they're not that different. Yeah. They like, both they're, believe they're more they're... similar than different. Yeah, I mean, I think my problem and with this show is nobody makes good decisions. Not even the supposed good guys. There's nobody to root for. I don't like anybody, and they all make 
terrible, terrible decisions. It's very true. And that's fair. There's, there's that's no, also there's very no lies. No lies in that statement. That, that's also <laughs> feels very true to life, to be honest. But yeah, you are right. Uh, Christian, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the big question? Oh, okay. Um, uh, Baby Yoda was the bo- no. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Ravi was the boy season three good. It was fantastic. My, uh, we actually didn't nice. talk about this. My only complaint was that Herogasm, the episode that social media built up as this god-awful thing that Agreed. will burn your eyes, wasn't that bad, and maybe that's wasn't because that I'm bad. so desensitized. Yeah. The, the I don't know. The penis yeah. scene in episode one was worse. That was way worse. Yeah. The se- How Agreed. the show started with the penis was worse <laughs> to me than the fucking Herogasm yeah. episode, but whatever. Uh, Arjuna was the boys season... Three, <laughs> the story of Butcher, the non-God Butcher, good. It was, and it was the best of the show. I'm excited for where it's going. Krishna, was The Boys season three good? Yeah, it was good. I'm surprised I <laughs> even watched it. Uh, good job, you guys, for convincing me. Uh, round of applause all around. Uh, and yeah, I will tune in for season four. The end. Beautiful. We've, uh, we're going to do kind of a speed round, I think, for Stranger Things volume, season four, volume two. Yes, and it then- was good. <laughs> 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 okay, we're done. No. Well, actually, I, think I, was thinking focus- wh- I was thinking what we could do for, for Stranger Things season four. I mean, Chris, you, you've kind of ruined it because I wanted to talk about the qualifiers a little bit that we had set um, from oh. our previous podcast. So we obviously reviewed. Mine was in. We were obviously reviewed Stranger Things uh, season four, volume one, and we had set qualifiers to basically determine like what things will make us dislike the show. Uh, Krishna jumped the gun as per normal and uh, jumped in and said that he really liked season four, volume two. But <laughs> Krishna's qualifier was it met my qualifier. Skipping if I, if I the correctly. intro, yeah, skip the intro song. Yeah, it didn't do that, so therefore it is good. that's how this works right (laughs) well what about like i mean i'm gonna try and convince you that it was bad what about the fact that they got what you know they killed eddie uh that makes it better even Uh, after that amazing guitar solo unlike unlike the boys it had consequences and uh, you're absolutely right i'm devastated that uh, we lost Eddie because Eddie gave us maybe the most badass scene in all of Stranger Things. You know, playing a Metallica song, yep. you know, as hell is closing in on him. Like, amazing. I you know, real quick, the actor actually that. learned uh, to yes. play that solo uh, for yeah. real in order to, like, make it, you know, amazing. To make it look good, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, the fact that they got rid of him, I'm like, this. Sh- I mean, put it this way, there's one more season to go. Uh, therefore, people need to start dropping, and it's unfortunate that it was Eddie, but it wasn't Steve, right? And Steve would have been the one that would have been absolutely devastating. So Eddie is a good compromise. Well, the, wait, so I'm going to push back a little bit on that because you said that you know, unlike the boys, there needs to be like actual you know stakes. No, because people yeah, love yeah. steak; it's delicious. It doesn't need that. It doesn't Trump need. Steaks. To have consequences, but it does, and that makes it better. And I, I don't even preface this that I said my qualifier was like if they killed Steve, I would have automatically said yeah. this season was bad, and I'm glad they didn't. But Stranger Things, though, 
does the 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 thing where a new character is introduced and then they just kill them by the end. Like, I don't I know thought, if yeah. that's real stakes. I can't. I don't. I would. I would argue that's not real stakes. Real stakes would have been like a Steve okay, or like mains. or one of the mains. I don't know why we're sure. talking about food, but. <laughs> Well, because because you, you don't kill the side you dish, save, you kill the main dish. Because you can save those for the last season for the maximum emotional impact. You introduce this season, you introduce a character that is a fan favorite, became beloved, and then kill him. Save your mains for the for the for the end when it hurts the most. Why are we referring to these things as like as fucking dishes? Eddie is the Eddie is the appetizer. So when Steve dies next season, okay, better, he's better. The main wait, course. better, better. Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, real quick. So if if Eddie is an appetizer, what appetizer are you willing to like give up? You know, at Thanksgiving, for Eddie, example. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was the crab rangoon. Whoa, like, you, know how much I love, you, you know how much I love crab rangoon. That's the main. Thing. That's how good. That's how good. Well, yeah, I mean, crab. I treat crab, crab rangoon like a main, but it's really an appetizer. Then right? what is Steve? And that's how good. I mean, Steve is uh, General Sows. General could be General Sows, could be Orange Chicken. Take mm, your pick, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. am so hungry right now. <laughs> I know. Jesus. All of a sudden, yeah. I need some General. Good thing I got some leftover Chinese food in my fridge. Lucky yeah. you. Oh, where'd you get it from? I'm going to have to order some. I'm going to have to uh, probably, like, end it when we're done this pod, order some Chinese food. I hate you, Christian. <laughs> you know, that's a good idea. I'm going to get some as well. <laughs> everyone yeah. everyone order Chinese food and then take And send pictures. pictures. Yeah, send but, pictures. but basically, though, send, oh, a like pic- send a picture and then name... Each dish or appetizer or character from Stranger Things. There's the social clip right there. <laughs> and then organize in which way, in which order you want them to disappear come season four, uh, oh, five. Yeah. We did get a long-standing uh, death, though. I mean, at least the relationship between uh, Will's brother and uh, Mike's sister is pretty much dead at this point, right? Even though they tried to pretend it's still okay at the end. Oh, in, in terms of... It's on of, the rocks. Yeah, it's not yeah. in the best I mean, of places. Who are we rooting for, Steve or Will's bro? What's Will's bro's name? Does anyone remember? Well, no. if, if Steve dies next season, which, go ahead, chalk that up as my bold prediction, then I think Charlie Heaton and Natalie Dyer will still be together at the end. Whoa, Mr. IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I forget their characters' names, which is really sad. <laughs> I mean, that's um, um, so. It's Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan and Nancy. Yeah. So you're, are you, so your team, your team, Jonathan. If no. Steve dies, no, no. I'd rather Steve lives and you kill Jonathan. Oh, but maximum emotional impact dictates Steve has to die. Wow. In my opinion. So your bold, pre- and then so you're saying your bold prediction then is is Steve is bye bye. Steve, Steve is the goner. Yeah. Damn. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt so bad. I'm writing down. Steve is the goner. Is nobody sad about Max? Well, yeah, that's I mean, the other. Max is essentially brain dead. Yeah, she's definitely brain dead. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's really sad. That's the darkness beyond that we saw at the end. Yeah, correct. I mean, at the yeah, very end, where Eleven is trying to find her, yeah, she's not there. That I is think that... is the visual indication that she's unfortunately brain dead. But with the Henry I, I will guy... say, I will say this: when when she raced up into the air and like her limbs started to break uh, in the episode, I was like, oh my god. Like, yeah, oh, that's consequences. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. They they re- they really push the envelope in this season for. And then like she's blind, like so even if she does yeah. wake up, even if she isn't brain dead, she's gonna wake up and 
she would be paralyzed yep. and yeah. blind. Yeah, she maybe so she tough. can't yeah. feel or see anything that one time. Yeah, but they yeah. did open the door right when they had Eleven talk about how Mister Doctor was sending her out to find Henry. Like it seemed like they were saying that next season they will go and find Max and yeah. bring her back. Yeah, I assume she's going to come back. In. Yeah, I mean, you don't. It would be weird if like. They have that whole scene of her like saying no, she can't die, and then she's like alive, and then they're like, "Nah, she's dead." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that would be, be kind of be weird. strange. We're, so she's a vessel arc. for Vecna. <laughs> she's she's coming. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe she, maybe uh, she we still have to figure out Vecna. Will Will's connection to Vecna is still something that has to be mined for the fifth season because yeah, there's still. I mean, now that we know Vecna has kind of been this big bad all along, it was um, Vecna all along. We have to figure yeah. out like what the connection to Will, right? Like he still feels him. He was the one that was chosen. The upside down um, is stuck in the the moment of time of when Will was taken. So it's like, how is that all connected? He's the um, final gate. Yeah, he's the, maybe he's he's, the, he's Vecna's trump card, right? Like, uh, right. If 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 Vecna's going to possess anyone in the real world, it's got to be Will, or Will turns into a general of his, or like like Mike like Michael said, he's a gate. He's a he'll end up being a portal or some kind of. So a lot of people. Talisman. So a lot of, a lot of people using like D and D lore have talked about. There's only one creature in D and D stronger than Vecna. Oh, the dragon. And that is that's the red dragon that's in the the picture that he made. Right, the three headed red dragon. Wait, um, really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the only. What about the Tarask? I mean, I don't, I don't know what version of. D&D I'm not that going, much of a nerd, going so I don't know. <laughs> but I'm I, wearing I think, a He-Man I think if shirt. That, if that is all true, right? That that's more of an coincidence that like that's the creature that he drew in the picture. And well, I I wondered though with everything. Will's Will's relationship with um, Mike with Mike, Mike and everything. Again, I I don't. <laughs> I think I think that's going to be it. important because it was obviously yeah. discussed or it was showcased a little bit. In this season, with um, Will kind of going through and trying to figure those emotions and those things out, obviously he doesn't flat out just say to to Mike whatever. But I, I wonder if Vecna will use that that conflict, that conflict within him, uh, maybe that jealousy that you know potentially Mike has, you know, towards Eleven and um, Mike. Or Will has. Well, yeah, Will's 11. yeah, Will's jealousy against that. That that might be a, a big piece come season five. Was that? I think so because like Mike is the one that was able to help Eleven, right? He was the quote unquote heart um, yeah. at the end who talked to her and kind of got her through to like defeat Vecna uh, at the end. And then obviously Will's feelings towards Mike, right? Like you said, could be potentially turned. So I think that trio in particular will be very important for the final season and will be like Vecna's way of, of potentially sowing you know, discontent among the main characters. So if we're talking yeah. D&D, though, real quick, I got to say Vecna's is yes. a lich, and a lich has a phylactery. And a phylactery is uh, an object in, say, for instance, like the Tomb of Horrors. It's The Tomb of Horrors is designed to murder adventurers who go and get it, and then the phylactery sucks in their souls. And then as long as the phylactery exists and can consume those souls, the lich is able to rebuild itself even though it's dead. So there 
theoretically should be a phylactery, an object that Vecna's soul is tied to Ooh, that they would like have a, to destroy in like order Voldemort. to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like Voldemort is like a, a, a proto, like a lich type. Now they typically yeah. only have one instead of seven, mm. and they're not called Horcruxes. So then I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Then I think it's gonna be Will. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if it's Will or some oh, somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, because Will spent oh, a lot so of time. Oh, you got to kill. Right you got to kill Will. Down. Yeah, You've yeah, gotta you got to kill, kill Will to uh, uh, stop Vecna permanently. Well, there, That's there's crazy. there's your real stakes right there. Probably medium Damn. rare. There's the main medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> Medium rare oh, steak. Man. I mean, that's probably really rare, actually. Uh, anyway, let's get back to qualifiers real quick. Arjuna, you had said a qualifier for you was introduction of a bunch of new characters. We, unfortunately, Ooh. did not get any new characters. Or Thank fortunately. God. For, fortunately. <laughs> fortunately. Yeah. In the well, last I don't know. Episodes. Demogorgon number six looked new to me. Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> he was the star of the show. He was uh, a great really CG. Stole every scene. Thing. That wasn't CG. It was real. <laughs> it was yeah, they really ripped over he was it, uh, real. the upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you uh, doing? They got a great actor. They got a great actor. Uh, that was Benedict think, uh, Cumberbatch in that suit. We, the, la- the last, the last death we haven't talked about is Brenner's death um, in the desert. Do we actually think he's dead? Yeah, absolutely. That was the perfect death for that kid. Yeah, uh, and I, it makes sense to end him in this season, I think, so that you don't have too many things that you're trying to wrap up in the last one. You I don't want Mo- Matthew Modine just running around being like, "Hello, Eleven. <laughs> I am no, the doctor." No, I don't. I'm I'm, I'm pretty over <laughs> that doctor character. Like he could have died <laughs> in season one, and I would have been happy. Same, so, but same. yeah, it's fine. I think well, I think he was dead for a while. It <laughs> so makes sense. Like, Let's to, back. It makes sense to bring him into this season to kind of bridge the gap between this almighty Vecna. bad and like give the yeah. backstory there. But to Christian's point, totally. he served that that purpose and. I think how they got rid, how they ended him, and how you saw that eleven kind of was over him essentially. Like you're dead, cool, bye. Uh, I think that also helps with her character kind of grow and and move on from that tragic part of her life. The Duffer Brothers have talked a lot about the Stranger Things universe and building out spinoffs. Please don't. And, uh, <laughs> but my bold prediction isn't going to be related to season five. It's going to be related to the Stranger Things spinoff starring Matthew Modine. De-aged for a no. series. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Strangish Give things. Give me more Matthew Modine. No, we don't. God damn it. <laughs> I mean, Matthew Modine is the epitome of cool. He, he's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm just so over that character. Like, please, no more. No more Doc. Christian, why do you think they made him more nuanced this season? To introduce <laughs> him as a protagonist. Oh, yeah, he's so man. nuanced. Listen, no. <laughs> Please. I did no. enjoy He's him nuanced. and Paul Reiser's like dichotomy yeah. occasionally, where he's like, yeah. "Oh, great job! We really did what was not ominous at all. <laughs> <laughs> we really messed up. Whoopsie." Uh, let's look. Uh, so, Arjun, your bold predictions: there will be a spinoff. Uh, interesting with Math- starring Matthew Modine. <laughs> starring no. de-aged Matthew. Mm. De-aged <laughs> Matthew Modine. Let's actually look real quick before uh, I give my bold predictions to kind of wrap that up. Let's look at the older bold predictions that we had. Uh, Christian, you said, quote, fuck it. Those bats did damage on Steve, who becomes a permanent foot soldier for Verona, (laughs) eventually becoming BBG of season five. 
That was probably spell check on my part. Yes, that's probably what I'm assuming. <laughs> Verona. Verona. She Verona. was the big bad all along. My, my, my yeah. Verona. Clearly, I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> I was so wrong. You were super wrong. Uh, I said 11 will kill an original. That did not happen. Yeah, well, no OG. Could you argue that because One. of 11, oh, I guess Max is not an original, so. She's season yeah, two. She came she's season, season two. two yeah. yeah, never mind. And she technically saved her. She would have actually been dead without eleven. Correct. Isn't that that's not what I said? So yeah, you're correct. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then Arjun, you said upside down can be used to time travel. That wasn't I nailed it. Wasn't it? Wasn't exactly. Uh, <laughs> we didn't get any of that actually. But again, we still don't have like a clear understanding of how time works between the upside down and with the real world when there are no portals. So we know when portals yeah. are open, it's free flow, right? There is no time difference between upside down and the real world. But when there are no portals, we don't know how time works. So Yeah. I'm also curious, like, just for the very end, right? Like, the portals open briefly, and then they close, and you have these cracks. And then, like, two days later, now it's like the upside down is creeping in, right? Yeah. So it's like, why? Why is it specifically, like, two days later is there like a is it just like a disease it just took like two days to spread or did it like reopen or something i guess we'll, we'll find that out obviously in season five but i guess i didn't I think there's like yeah i i think there's just still a lot to explore with like the machinations of how the upside down still actually work and what it is the machinations yes. the machinations the machinations i mean i, I guess I assumed that it opened. They got Max back, but that didn't close the portals. And so the portals yeah. never closed. And that's, but they did never show them after. Like the two days later, it never was like, here is the burning portal in the middle of downtown. Right. But they did have the it's destruction. Just cracks cracks yeah. and but, then the, but the clouds. Black, yeah, the, the black. clouds are coming out. And they had the, the vines on the building as they were driving by. The mm. central building had. The like, black, black vines. vines growing out. So of yeah, it. it's coming out, or it's it's terraforming. It's like a yeah. terraforming thing. That's what I looked at it. As. Oh yeah. So. And also, like the upside down is clearly like different in seventy eight or seventy nine when Vecna first goes in versus yep. like when they go in now. So it's like, how did it become a mirror? Right? Is it when Will entered for whatever reason? Like, why didn't that happen when? One end. Well, the way I look at it is when 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 one goes into the upside down and he comes across the, you know, cloud spider monster, spider creature, spider creature thing. He with the combination of the two of them, that cloud monster thing replicates what I thought like Vecna knew of uh, Dawson. Like for example, the main Dawson, not Dawson. Why say Dawson? Um, Dawson Because of the creek. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I've never watched Hawkins. Dawson's Creek. Hawkins, so. Indiana. Yeah, Hawkins. It's, it's Hawkins. Hawkins. But, Hawkins. But, see, that, but that would be true, but then when they go in, they sit, like, specifically in volume one, right, when um, uh, Nancy goes to the house to get guns and it's not there because it's stuck in the journal entry from the day Will went missing. Right. right. Like, why is it stuck there? Because that's the day... So I I was wondering about this, and I as you guys are talking, I think I figured it out. Eleven opens it when she pushes one into it mm-hmm. and creates it. So right. they create it together, and it's just a void space. Then there's time between that and when we start the series, and 
that time is he built his power on that end. She opens the door accidentally while she's poking around in the dark spaces. Mm -hmm. And that's when season one starts and Will goes in. And I think you're right, Chris or Arjuna, that it it's Will going in in the first season that creates the copy. And that's right. that's where we get the copy. But it did exist before. It just was no better. Better. The upside plus. down creates what you need it to. <laughs> what Vecna the end. To. That's it. <laughs> I don't, take take that yeah. interpretive for whatever the fuck that whatever means. plot device. Yeah, you need whatever it. plot device is needed. We'll be there. The <laughs> upside Clearly, down. Come by as, some we, as we learned as we learned with Will's birthday, the duffers aren't the best with continuity. I'm telling you, it's basically they have what I just said written on like a whiteboard somewhere and a bunch of question marks and some rough ideas and that's it. And they're figuring it out whenever Whenever we start, they start filming and Netflix digitally redoes things, that's how they're going to figure it out. Yeah, we got DLC. Is this going to be like we a How I Met Your Mother plot. situation where they're like, Robin has to be the yep. one that yep. will, like Ted falls in love with no matter they're gonna what. Write right? themselves, they're going to write themselves into a trap. <laughs> And, oh and then, then it will come out that season five is not the final season. Watch. Is this going to be an Attack on Titan? They're no, no, no. What they'll do is five or be four, no, four no, volumes. Netflix, Netflix will be like, for all you regular paying customers, season five is the end. But if you want to see season six, we've got Netflix Plus. <laughs> Netflix premiere. Yeah, season God five, part three. Part 15. <laughs> no. No. Uh, my bold <laughs> prediction for season five is exactly what I just said. Fifteen parts. There will be no <laughs> season five is not the finale, and Netflix is going to do some kind of weird pay plus DLC or whatever to continue the story and make people pay more. Watch. That's my theory. That's a nightmare worse than the boys. Yeah, yeah kind <laughs> of, actually. Damn. Uh. And with that, let us ask the question. Juna, kick us off. Ravi. Yes. Was oh. Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2, good? It was good. My only complaint was I had to pause it and go to the bathroom a couple times. <laughs> because it was it so fucking like a you problem? It sounds like a you <laughs> issue. Uh, just saying. I think it's I funny. I think it's, for three days. I think it's funny that they released... You know these ep- these last two episodes, and they're like an hour and a half and two hours and whatever, however long, right? They're very long, both of these episodes. But you know, I don't think most people sat there the entire time. Most people probably paused and like took a break or came back or like watched half and then whatever. So it makes me wonder, like, why not just fucking come up with a logical point and just break it into episodes? There are also a lot of points where they. Broke to black, where I was like, this is a great time to pause. It's a great time to pause and go get some chicken. So, I mean, potentially the reason it's only the two episodes is because the actors are contractually obligated only to, what was it, nine episodes total this season? And so if they broke it into 10 or 11, they have to pay them extra or, or whatever. Uh, I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't no, know how contracts sense. work. Yeah. If it was nine episodes, I feel like they have to honor that. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then if they're like, well, we, we made 10 and 11 because of all the stuff you built, then it's like, well, my contract says nine episodes. <laughs> now you're in a four-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's probably why. They're just like, well, okay, it's a 17-hour episode. Love it. Krishna was, what are we talking about? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Season four, volume two. Good. 
Yes, it was great. Um, I don't. I mean, it was great. I don't, there's really not much more to say than that. We've, we've discussed it. My goodness, and, I uh, thought. I think the next season is going to be awesome. I thought my convincing, you know, talking about Eddie was going to make you change your mind, but I guess my point is enough. No, you just reinforced how good it is. You did the opposite. Uh, if, uh, I don't know how active you guys are on TikTok, but Chrissy Wake nope. Up has become a very popular TikTok song. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, Arjuna, was season four of Stranger Things good for you? Uh, yes. <laughs> it was It was good for me. Specifically. <laughs> Did Didn't you like feel that? feel good inside. <laughs> having all those sides and those mains to eat. Oh, yeah. Yummy, yummy. God, I'm so hungry. Rumble my tummy. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, I thought the whole season, the season as a whole, really worked. Uh, especially like what we thought of Stranger Things going end up being like, it's been so long. Do people even care about this show? And for it not only to deliver, but like be very enjoyable, and I think reignite um, interest in the show, and then like how it's going to end. I, I thought it did did really well. Nice. It sounds like everything so far we've reviewed is good. So, you know. Even though wow. we said this was four a, for four, even though we said this was a summer guide, and you would like look into a guide as as something where there'd be some good, there's some bad. We only pick okay. the best. Well, we only easy, pick easy the way best. to do it. Easy, easy way to do it. Rank the four things from best to worst. Go. You can't. They're all uh, great. <laughs> if I'm gonna rank them, I think Stranger Things was the best, followed by The Boys, followed by Miss Marvel. No, I'm going to put Miss Marvel second, followed by The Boys, followed by Thor. Hmm. I'm going to go with The Boys, Stranger Things, Miss Marvel, Thor. Nice. I'm going to go Miss Marvel, Stranger Things, The Boys, Thor. Wow. So nice. All really radically different, actually. Kind of I think like, we all put Thor last. Yes. And all wrong. Yes. All of you were wrong. <laughs> but you know what's interesting? But you know what's interesting? I was like Thor, like the other three, the other piece of content, they're TV shows. So they yeah. are, you know, they are basically almost 10 or seven, eight hour plus investments, while Thor right. is, you know, less than two hour investment. So I think, you know, if if you want like a proper guide into like watching these things, maybe you actually like throw um, Thor like somewhere in the middle kind of like help break it up so that you're not spending hours it's interesting yeah. too that your favorite picks were the tv shows that had more time would you say that automatically inclines something to be better these days probably because if, if the content is is well done and makes you know it's good it's entertaining you want more of it right as opposed to get me out of here as quick as possible right hmm. yeah yeah that being said, I think, I think uh, we'll, yeah, we we'll all universally agree. At least this is our ranking. All four of those things, Obi Wan Kenobi. I mean, we <laughs> didn't even mention Obi Wan Kenobi, so yeah. Sorry, we did. We, we did many pods done. on Obi Wan, so we did. Uh, we did. Book of Boba. is even further down. Yes, way way down there. So don't like. I would say universally, like if you're looking for something cool and fun to watch this summer, don't bother with Obi Wan Kenobi or Book yeah. of Boba. I mean, Book of Boba didn't technically come out in the summer, but Still don't bother with it. Skip, skip, skip it. it. Anyway. Oh, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I guess. Well, I don't know. Moon Knight was Moon early Knight ended spring. In the it ended, yeah. but it started in the spring. Um, but other things that I'm watching that I would highly recommend 
Star Trek Strange New Worlds did wrap. There are 10 episodes. They're all uh, 10 uniquely different episodes. Uh, the nice thing is once you've watched the first episode, you don't necessarily, I think, need to watch the others in order um, because they are kind of episodic. There is a, a common run-through, but at the same time, those common things, what's nice is, it, again, it's episodic. You jump around, which is kind of So it's cool. classic Trek. It sounds cool. Classic Trek, yes. I'm enjoying the first two episodes. It's very, very yes. cool, and, and uh, Christian, I, you should watch it. I have uh, a staycation coming up, and it's gonna. it might be first on my list. I have to send you guys my list so you can rank what I should watch in order. The oh. other the other two shows I highly recommend, uh, Hulu's original show, Bear. Uh, it's about a chef uh, who inherits a restaurant from his uh, brother. It's a quick and easy watch. Each episode, the uh, average runtime is anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. Most of the episodes are around that 30-minute mark. So it's an easy watch. I believe there's eight episodes. Don't quote me. Uh, it's fun. It's different. Uh, very good drama. Very good, like dark comedy to a degree. Very stylized it, as well. Does it make you hungry? It does. So make sure you have snacks ready. Uh, and then the last one uh, I would recommend is for all mankind. We are roughly. I think we just wrapped up the fourth episode of a ten episode season. It's so far really really good. If you want to see alt history. And what happens when America gets its act together and gets its ass into space? NASA in this timeline is profitable. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that alone should make you be like, I want to watch this. For profit space exploration. Love it. And the Elon Musk character in this show is amazing. So it's not actually wow. Elon Musk, but he's like an Elon gotcha. Musk. Yeah. type character. That's actually the most nice. you've ever sold that show. Like now, I'm actually interested. Oh, in nice! Yeah. <laughs> NASA has profits. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Elon actually. Musk. Elon Musk name drop. And Elon Musk name drop. Uh, Does Elon Musk have his own cologne and call it Musk? Musky Musk. Musky Musk. No, but no. we should make that before he steals that idea and then sues us into oblivion. Uh, Christian, do you have any picks uh, for the summer? Yeah, I think just one. Um, shout out to Michael for recommending this. Uh, Critical Role, um, Exandria Calamity, uh, which is just a four-part, four uh, basically, Dungeons & Dragons campaign uh, all on YouTube. So it's Twitch uh, I think it's also a podcast. It's about 20 hours. Oh, my God. It's, it's so about 20 hours. It's four episodes, 20 hours. It is, Wait, so each one's watching, five hours? It grows it, it, in length as four, you go. Four to, yeah, four to six. Wow. Uh, and you're basically watching seven professional actors act their hearts out and deliver really compelling, good story and action uh, in, term, in, in a D&D format. Do you so need, do you need any backstory or any, any like previous knowledge of Critical Role in order to understand or enjoy it? I think it would help, but it's not necessary. 20 hours of my life. I don't know if I could do that. Personally. I'll just I'll just say it may be one of the greatest stories I've watched. And it's improvised mostly. That's crazy. Yeah. That that's I think that's the part is that it's uh these these uh these guys reacting to things and then still creating this incredible story and performing. The great performers as well, I think. You're not going to see better improv anywhere. Quite possibly. So and that's it. That's that's wow. uh, yeah. That's that's all I got. Nice. Arjuna, what do you have for us? Uh I have two things. 
first one, Young Justice season four, recently wrapped up, I think, a few weeks ago. Um, it takes a little bit to get into. They do like these season arcs, so you definitely have to like binge them in bites. It was hard to watch week to week, but final final couple arcs are really really good. It like all pays off. It's one of those shows that like you really have to invest the time to to kind of get it to pay off and. Um, it was really good. I hope there's more Young Justice, though. We'll we'll see. Uh, and then the other one is a, a Netflix game show called The Floor is Lava. Season two recently <laughs> no. came out. It's really no. fun. It's re- look, hear me out. It's really it's a really fun, easy show to put on. It's just fun. There are these trios, and I actually think that we should we should apply and do it and try and be on the season. I, it wasn't good. I pros. have a lower back issue, so I'm out. It would be. <laughs> Fun. If I get injured, wow. do they pay my recovery fees? Let me ask we you this, actually, real quick. Out. How come some network hasn't, unless it already exists, hasn't created like an escape room show yet? Like an escape room reality show. That seems like easy entertainment and content. I mean, that's essentially what the floor, floor is lava. It kind of is. Like, they're technically yeah. escaping. But, from I, but I mean, it's just more physical activity than like mystery. Yeah, I just want you know having like watching teams of people try and break out of a professional escape rooms sound like it'd be pretty entertaining. Maybe not. Maybe it'd suck. But I think it would be. My fun, other recommendation I, is uh, yeah. Love Island uh, series eight. No. no. Okay. No. Incredible. Incredible drama. Stop that. Every single day. Stop. Daily content. You stop it. You're uh, you are poisoning. Just the finished Casa Amor. Is that now they're no. doing movie night? To right. stop Boy it. Island. <laughs> <laughs> They're neighboring islands, Michael. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> you can take a it's ship like island from one to the other. and uh uh Wait, yeah, so you had oh, and then yeah. this. Wow. All right, I think that's going to do it for us here on this l- probably Woo. uh the longest podcast we've ever done to date. Uh, okay. As always, uh, you can find us on the internet if you really want to see and hear us more and read our thoughts. If you want to read our thoughts, follow us on Twitter at Was It Good. If you want to look at us, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Was It Good Pod. And if you really want to get invested, look at our VODs and full shows on our YouTube.com slash Was It Good channel. Also, follow us along on our website, was it good.info, for blog posts that make a really rare appearance, just like <laughs> medium rare meat. Our next pod is going to be on Jordan Peele's newest thriller comedy thing called nope till then goodbye goodbye